Welcome to Food Navigator USA Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. Natural Products Expo West is by far the food and beverage industry's largest show, with more than 3,500 companies showcasing new products and more than 85,000 people roaming the show floor, making it a great place to spot emerging trends and to measure the performance and ongoing potential of existing trends. At this year's show last week in Anaheim, the hottest trend by far, as predicted by many, was CBD, which appeared in everything from ready-to-drink beverages, snack bars and sweets, to supplements and even beauty care products. And just as varied as the delivery platform was the direct or implied claims about what the ingredient could do, as well as the format of the ingredient's options, which ranged from isolates to broad-spectrum hemp extracts to full-spectrum hemp extracts. But with CBD's legal status for use in foods stuck in limbo, formulating with the ingredient is not for the faint of heart. Luckily, the litany of new products launching at Expo West revealed several other emerging ingredients and trends which maybe weren't as splashy as CBD, but which have significant marketing potential and white space for product development. Among these include MCT oil, plant-based protein and prebiotics, as well as all things keto, better-for-you snacks, and healthier versions of classic children's food. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, we caught up with startups and established brands alike to explore how they're tapping into these trends and where they see the categories going in the long term. The idea of following a high-fat diet to lose weight may sound counterintuitive to some, but the rapid rise of the ketogenic diet, which severely restricts carbs and limits proteins in favor of high levels of healthy fats, has taken off in the U.S., and brought with it a significant marketing opportunity for fast-moving CPG brands. Top nutrition experts first predicted that keto was the, quote, next big thing in late 2017, when the Pollock Communications and Today's Dietitian Annual What's Trending in Nutrition Survey predicted that keto would bump paleo from second place in the list of most popular diets. Their prediction not only came to fruition in 2018, But by the end of the year, they had upped the ante, suggesting that in 2019, it would overtake clean eating as the most popular diet. In response, manufacturers are upping the amount of healthy fats in their products and calling out keto on anything with low net carb counts. But as clinical nutritionist and founder of Bonafide Provision Sharon Brown notes, not all products making keto claims are equal. Um, I think the mis, uh, misinterpretation of what keto is, is people think that they can eat as much fat as they want and, um, and really nothing else and be healthy. And that's just really not the case. Uh, you need, your body is a machine. And this machine is fueled through food and nutrients. And so it's really important that while you increase your fats, you also increase your intake of foods that are rich in vitamin C and vitamin E and vitamin D and supplying all the things that your body needs. So it's great that you're going to be eating plenty of fat 
but you have to round that out with really well chosen foods that are great for your body. So lots of vegetables, they can be low carb vegetables, proteins, um, you know, some protein and, and plenty of fat. You can also do fruits on, on keto. And so you have to make sure that you, when you are approaching keto, that you are remembering that you need to nourish your body. It's not just about the fat. She explains that bone broth, like the kind made by Bonafide for Visions, is one way to get the nutrients you need while still following the keto diet's strict guidelines. The reason that we paired the idea of keto um, with the fats and bone broth is bone broth has glycine in it. And glycine is an amino acid that actually helps you digest the fat. And so oftentimes people, when you ask them, they'll say, I'm on a keto diet, or you tell them you should go on a keto diet. They say, I tried it for a week and I felt horrible. And it's typically because they can't, their gallbladder isn't digesting all of that fat. The glycine in bone broth helps your gallbladder make bile salts that help you digest the fat. So it's a perfect combination. While Bonafide's bone broth may be a perfect match for keto, the format isn't as convenient for the active lifestyle that many keto dieters follow, which is why at Expo West, Bonafide launched a first-of-its-kind keto broth in an 8-ounce heat-and-go cup. So our regular pouches in the frozen aisle, we believe that bone broth really, in order to, to, to stay true to what it is and have that gelatinous quality, needs to stay in the frozen aisle. But many people can't take that bag to an office or to a gym. And what really inspired us were we're all very busy. And so we wanted to put it in a very convenient, easy grab-and-go cup that you can throw into your backpack, throw into your purse, get to the office, get to the gym, pop in the microwave and have all of that amazing broth along with all of that healthy fat in a convenient cup. And that's what kind of motivated us to do it. One of the key ingredients in Bonafide's keto broth is a dose of MCT oil, which was another big hitter at Natural Products Expo West, making cameos in a wide range of functional beverages, including a new line from Ethan's, which makes functional shots. Company founder Ethan Hirschberg said he decided to launch a line of MCT oil shots after he was floored by the, quote, awesome retail and consumer adoption of his apple cider vinegar and healthy juice shots, which launched about a year and a half ago. I I started working on these about three years ago, launched at retail about a year and a half ago with the apple cider vinegar line. So that was sort of our our founding line. And all we were trying to do there was solve this problem of getting a daily dose of apple cider vinegar into your diet, uh, but making it taste better. Because I was doing R&D at a beverage company and then I kind of discovered apple cider vinegar in my own use. And like after basically a month of taking it every morning, I couldn't even look at the bottle. Um, and so I already had the R&D background and some of that. And so I just started mixing it up with healthy juices. Uh, the first one was our ginger pineapple and turmeric apple. And those are still our top two sellers, even across all the lines. Um, so then we expanded into some other flavors. Um, so basically every shot in that line is four teaspoons of organic apple cider vinegar. And then we just add healthy juices uh, on top of that. And then we got really, so the retail adoption and consumer adoption was awesome on the shots. Um, And I wasn't really expecting that. I kind of just stumbled into this shot category, you know, like 
all of a sudden now you're walking around and there's like there must be 50 shot companies at this show you know um and so that was kind of something for us to roll with and so we tried to replicate that formula with mct oil um sebastian right here is my r&d manager and we were just kind of kicking around ideas for like what else would work really well in a shot um and so we got we started we actually three out of the five of us live in the same house in boulder <laughs> and so so we make smoothies every morning and sebastian started putting mct oil in it and um we were just finding ourselves being super productive like at work and going to the gym and things like that so we developed this our second iteration was this line of mct shots um that launched in whole foods like six months ago the two ounce shots come in a quote optimal dose of medium chain triglycerides and added superfoods to maximize taste and health end quote and they're available in four flavors coffee matcha orange cacao and turmeric ginger ethan's isn't stopping there though Rather, Hirschberg says the company is currently promoting a line of immunity-boosting, savory apple cider vinegar shots, and in July, it will introduce a clean label energy shot. I think uh, we first we watched functional beverages that category just explode, right? And in the natural channel, especially, it's like you walk into Whole Foods or some of those kind of bougier natural markets like Air One down here, you know, and it's like half the store is a beverage set, and so I think. Uh, someone walks into the store they want to get say energy they want their gut health hydration and you know maybe just like a carbonated sparkling fun one right so it's like to get all those functions you have to buy four or five drinks and not only is that expensive but it's a lot of volume and so no seriously and so I think like what we're doing here and like what we often try to communicate is like we're trying to provide function that you can get instead of buying one of those drinks, but you can still get your drink that you want to enjoy sipping on. Like you get your kombucha and your MCT shot, or you get your coconut water and your apple cider vinegar shot. And so we're delivering that function, but in more of like a direct, almost medicinal way. And I think that's really resonated with people. Like people don't necessarily want to drink 16 ounces of everything just to get all those functions. Um, and then the other thing it's solving is sugar content. Um, like sugar panic is probably the, the most prevalent thing you're going to hear about at the show. I mean, people want, like, they don't want low sugar. They want basically no sugar. Um, but sometimes, you know, in, in order to get those functions, you have to have some. But it used to be that if you wanted, like, turmeric, you'd have to buy a 16-ounce beverage and drink, like, 20 grams of sugar just to get it with an orange juice or something like that. Um, and so all our shots, like, Sebastian's my R&D guy, and I just tell him, like, every shot has to be under five grams of sugar period always like we'll never do anything higher than that again um and i think that's a big thing that we're solving for people our energy shots like those are coming out in july and every retailer we've showed them to has like jumped out of their seat at the idea of an energy shot that isn't gonna basically like stop your heart and kill you um and like all that was was us just looking at this category that's like 99 percent of shots is is energy shots and they're all bad and so, like, how do we make that better for people? Obviously, there's a need there. People want to buy a shot and get their energy from it. And so, let's do that in a healthy way. So, the energy shots are, uh, it's no, like, it's not, like, lab-manufactured caffeine or anything. It's green tea and guayusa. Um, so, leaf, organic leaf-based caffeine. Uh, and then we're just adding healthy juices on top of that. And so, we have three flavors that are launching. There's a pineapple aloe. 
which is a pretty funky one, but it's awesome. Uh, we have a ginger tart cherry and then a pomegranate blueberry. And like, you get you go get a pomegranate energy shot, and it's like pomegranate flavor, artificial flavoring with like like I said, just caffeine that was made in the lab. Um, and we're adding organic pomegranate juice, organic blueberry juice, and uh, and a clean organic source of caffeine. So. MCT oil also plays a supporting role in Aloha's new ready-to-drink plant-based protein beverages, which debuted at Expo West. But while the ingredient is attractive to consumers, the CEO of Aloha, Brad Charan, says that the real star here is the plant-based protein, which he says has been gaining more and more attention in recent years. But for all the hubbub and demand surrounding plant-based protein, Brad says there's still a lot of room for innovation to improve the user experience of the ingredient, especially in functional beverages, which is what Aloha has tried to do with its new trio of RTD drinks. It's so different. We were so thoughtful about it. It wasn't like, hey, we need there's a white space in the opportunity, so you got to do a, do a drink. Or, I mean, I do know a fact, like, what our powder buyers on our, our e-commerce sites, we have such a close relationship with them, like, more than two-thirds of them are actually buying drinks. In addition to powders, it's on it's on the go form, but they just weren't buying us because we didn't have anything. So it wasn't just it was a white space. It was like there's an opportunity to really make value in people's lives from a convenience standpoint, but give them protein on the go in a liquid form that makes them satisfied and offers a new taste experience. Because I think most of the proteins out there, and I think all of the plant-based protein drinks out there, are maybe weak in certain areas. And putting it all together was something we really wanted to do. So what's in it? Okay, so you still have 18 grams of protein, just like the, the powders. So 18 grams and 11 ounces. It's 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 powerful, which is awesome. Just like the powders, it's just like what Aloha promises: USDA organic, stevia free, gluten free, soy free, dairy free. We all we always use whole foods, just like the rest of our whole product line. But the drinks itself are again, they're not just a representation of the tins come to life. I wanted to really bring innovation, so I brought electrolytes. Uh, I got prebiotics. I got MCT oil. I use coconut sugar as a sweetener. So the MCT oil is a coconut oil. Uh, there's there's coconut sugar. Uh, no sugar alcohols, again. I'm really anti-stevia because of multiple reasons. Um, and we use a coconut base. There's no one else who uses a coconut base that's shelf-stable. Low net carbs. So if you're a keto fan, like six net carbs, pretty good. So and I drank it a lot on weekends to make sure that I could get through all 11 ounces and not feel like I needed to take a nap. Or that I had that smacking sensation. You know like that smacking sensation where you have like one of those naked juices where you... You're puckering your lips all the time. Very smooth, very clean, great mouthfeel, like drinking on a summer day. Three options. They come in singles, four packs or 12 packs on Amazon, for example. Um, Individually, UPC'd on the singles. So if if you're a retailer and you want to stock singles, God bless you. You want to do four packs like Target, God bless you. Um, Yeah, three flavors, uh, chocolate sea salt, a coconut, and a vanilla. I have more flavors ready to go. But I just wanted to make sure my supply chain was right, our execution was right, our launch was right, and we were starting off on the right foot. Once that happens, world's your oyster. While Aloha's drinks are packed with many on-trend elements, including MCT oil, prebiotics, and, of course, plant-based proteins, they are entering a crowded space, and Brad acknowledges that some extent the brand will have to work to win over consumers. But he believes that once they try the drinks, they'll keep coming back. The shelf is crowded. It's less crowded in plant-based proteins. I mean, there is some of the bigger brands out there that have been out there for a long time with existing products. Um, I, I think that, that no one really wants plant-based proteins that are grainy, sandy, earthy, chalky. We talked about this with the powders. 
Like it's one of the consumer barriers to try plant. When I think a lot of people, a lot of younger consumers, but actually consumers in general, recognize there's good science behind plant-based about why you know, you're trying to remove dairy, which is one of the top three allergens out there, and how our bodies just do really well with clean plant-based, okay, clean plant-based food. So, um, so I think I think yes, the RTDs is probably less crowded than bars, or for example, but uh, I think we have a pretty different proposition. Our branding, our packaging is different. Uh, it's distinctive, just like the rest of our portfolio. It's recyclable, upcyclable, sustainable. We don't do plastics as a brand. It's just not part of our DNA. No, no judgments. This is not us. It's cool. Um, but I think our taste profile, our branding, and then the attributes we bring will allow us to get trial. And I'm absolutely confident we're going to get really, really strong repeat, just like we have, for example, in our new bars. Um, because once people come into the franchise, there's no reason to leave. There's really no chinks in this armor. It's a bold statement, but I feel really, really good about it. Another major trend at Expo West that has been emerging for several years is the better-for-you snacking option, which promises not just convenience, but taste, as well as nutritional benefits that match consumers' changing eating habits. Elizabeth Rourke, who's the principal nutrition scientist and corporate dietitian at PepsiCo's Frito-Lay division, explained how the iconic snack brand is responding to consumers' shifting eating habits by upping the nutritional quality of its offerings with several newer options that feature premium whole ingredients as the first ingredient. At the same time, she explains that the brand is adding nutrients of need to its products. It's tackling negative nutritional attributes of its existing lines, such as by reducing sodium and saturated fat. Definitely changing um, compared to in the past where people would just normally eat like three traditional meals and have one or two snacks in a day. They're snacking much more frequently um, and even potentially replacing traditional meals with a snack. So the frequency with which they're snacking is increasing dramatically, globally. Um, now with that, there's obviously the opportunity for the consumer to say, well, I'm, I'm now snacking more frequently, potentially replacing a meal. I want my snack to deliver a little bit more nutrition. And I need it to be portable on the go, especially for millennials. Um, so the way we're responding to that is trying to increase food groups to encourage. Um, so things which you've seen all over this floor, um, especially with, um, I have seen pulses in every, if snacks, cereals, rice, pasta everywhere. And certainly something that we're looking to incorporate into our snacks. And you've seen here some things that we're sampling, especially for off the eaten paths, include some legumes. Yeah, so yellow peas, green peas, black beans, chickpeas, um, very, very trendy right now. So incorporating those um, whole grains, fruits and vegetables, um, and dairy, um, also a food group to encourage um, as identified for the dietary guidelines, um, especially for children. So um, the Imagine Snacks um, contain yogurt and or cheese. Um, not just a sprinkle, but it's the first ingredient, um, but also delivering on um, the protein trend. So now because they're replacing meals, they need to in increase and keep getting the protein content. So protein is very top of mind right now, and the Imagine um, cheese snacks contain 6 grams per serving, and the um, yogurt crisp contain 4. So um, increasing the nutrition density of the snacks while also being super mindful of the negative nutrients at the same time. I know I've walked through here and there's a lot of positive nutrition going on, but some of the products are also still delivering quite high levels of sugars, um, sodium, especially sodium. 
So um, when we're innovating, we're looking to include those positives, but also keep the negatives as low as possible. Um, and also for renovation as well, looking to decrease those, because consumers are also looking for that in their snacks. So for 2025, um, our global, global foods, 75% um, of their portfolio will have less than 1.3 milligrams of sodium per calorie. They will have less than or equal to 1.1 gram of saturated fat per 100 calories, which aligns with, and it's kind of funny to think of nutrients that way, but um, just to put it into perspective so that it makes sense. The one, for example, the 1.1 gram per 100 calories for saturated fat aligns with dietary recommendations to eat less than 10% of total calories for saturated fat. Um, and then, as I mentioned, in terms of positive nutrition, um, the bulk of the products that deliver the positive nutrition while also delivering low in the negative nutrients will outpace the growth of the rest of the portfolio by 2020. Looking forward, Rorick predicts that plant-based protein and higher fiber will become even more important in snacks, as will calorie count, but maybe not in the direction that some would predict. Plant-based is going to hang around for a while, um, which is a good thing. Um, I also think that protein is going to hang around for a while, specifically plant-based proteins. Um, with, with consumers replacing meals with snacks, um, I think that's a, a, a key way that signals that that fiber and that protein that, is, that they're looking for will stick around because those are sort of more things that help them keep going throughout the day. Um, so hopefully this sort of health and wellness snacking occasion will just continue to grow. Um, and I think with the, the Dietary Guidelines 2020, which really does, um, we pay a lot of attention to it. So when it comes out, um, we try to say, what are, where, where are we lacking um, from a consumption perspective and how do we, in our snacks, try and get more of that in. So um, I do think, you know, whole grains still continue to be um, something that we're not getting enough of. So I think that snacks, to continue to deliver on whole grains, at least from our perspective. Um, so this positive nutrition movement, I think, will just continue. Um, having said that, I think that snacks will, will probably need to be even deliver a little bit more cal from a calorie perspective because they're replacing meals. They need to be a little bit larger, perhaps, in order to people to get through the day. In line with Better For You snacking trend is the push to clean up classic children's foods and offer simple, nutritious options that are still playful and appealing to children's developing taste buds. One example of this at Expo West was Blue Circle Foods' new Happy Fish, which are positioned as a healthier alternative to many fish sticks and nuggets that are aimed at children. Nina D'Amato, who's Blue Circle Foods' supply chain manager, explains that what sets the product apart from the competition and what expired the company to make it. Blue Circle, as a company, we really focus on the source of the raw material and where it comes from. So if it's uh, a farmed product, you know, looking at um, the farming practices, we work with a Norwegian third-generation family-owned farm, and uh, they focus a lot on sort of all the elements that go into aquaculture from the environmental impacts, to the feed, to how the fish are being raised. Some fun stats are there's 2% um, fish, 98% water in the pens. Um, people have this um, confusion about that the pens are, the fish are swimming in the pens are all crowded. I mean, these pens are massive. You just, 
it's hard to really get the scale because they go so deep. See, if you look in the top right corner, there's an image. And so the depth of the pens, the, the actual space, you could put the entire White House in one pen. So it's a very large space, to say the least. Um, and then some of the feed practices that they're constantly innovating and uh, or work with, uh, the feed company's name is BMR, and they're the third largest feed company in the world, and they actually create a special feed just for our farmers. And Happy Fish is like very much the essence of that. So that's the product that we just launched, and it is really for the family on the go that wants a healthy protein to add to any meal. And it's frozen, it cooks from frozen in four minutes, and it's just salmon, salt, and pepper. I mean, it's not just salmon, it's fish-shaped salmon. Yes, you're right, <laughs> it's happy salmon. Um, it's it's been really funny seeing people walk through the show because they're like, oh my god, look how cute it is. And I was like, never have I heard the word cute and seafood together. So I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that is what we're really excited about. And, you know, kids definitely, as a population, we really need to be eating more seafood. And so how do we do that in a fun and um, accessible way? So that's what we're really trying to do. Unlike competing fish sticks on the market, D'Amato says Happy Fish is free from binders, fillers, and the breading that's typically used. But it still comes in at a competitive price point of $9.99 for 20 ounces, which is about six or seven servings for children. This is just a small sampling of the trend spotted at Natural Products Expo West, but it's all we have time to discuss today. If you want to find out more about the other hot new ingredients or products that Food Navigator USA's team spotted at the show, be sure to check out our ongoing coverage on our website, including galleries, videos, and stories. With that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week, and to ensure you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes. Until then, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week.